What's NASA been up to since landing on the moon? What's going on with the International Space Station? And what big milestone in space history is going down in a few days? That's coming up on the very first episode of Astro Chats. Welcome to Astro Chats. I'm your host, Justin, and welcome to the very first episode. This podcast was created out of a love for all things space and as a platform to share a bunch of cool things that people might not know about. Despite falling off the radar a bit in the public eye after getting to the moon and launching space shuttles, NASA and others have been hard at work cooking up some really cool things. And if you're just getting into space, no worries! Now is an excellent time to get started, as history is about to be made in just a few days. This podcast is going to be like a space news spark notes, keeping you up to date with just enough detail without getting super technical. Don't worry, I got you. And for all you space history buffs, don't worry, I got you too. We'll get there. So, let's start with a quick appetizer, if you will. A quick recap on what's been happening at NASA. Maybe I'll go deeper into this history in a later episode, but for now, here's what you need to know in relation to what's around the corner. NASA landed the first humans on the moon just over 50 years ago. Wild. After that came the space shuttle. You know, that giant space plane that rode on the back of a giant orange tank. Turns out, there were over 100 shuttle missions. Can you believe that? Throughout the program, five different space shuttles brought a ton of satellites, telescopes, and more up into orbit around our planet Earth. One of the standout projects of the shuttle program was the construction of the International Space Station. Piece by piece, the space station was built over the course of 13 years with the help of systems built by other countries outside the U.S., like Russia, Canada, and Japan to name a few. To this day, the International Space Station, or the ISS, continues to get upgraded with new hardware and science experiments. In fact, humans have continuously lived on the ISS for nearly 20 years at this point. Various records for the longest time spent in space have been shattered over those years, with the longest space station stays lasting over 300 days. That's a long time in space. Currently, three astronauts live aboard the ISS, representing the US and Russia. In fact, there's a really simple website you can visit to see who's up there all the time. It's called HowManyPeopleAreInSpaceRightNow.com Seriously. <laughs> Back to history. In its heyday, there were two ways of getting to the ISS. The space shuttle, created by NASA, and the Soyuz rocket, created by Russia. After 135 missions, the space shuttle program was retired. This happened nearly nine years ago. Since then, the Soyuz rocket has been humans' only ticket to space. Now, there are other rockets from the US, Japan, and the European Space Agency that can deliver cargo to the ISS, but not people. Right now, getting to space is expensive. At one point, the price per seat on the Soyuz rocket to get to the space station was over $80 million. Yeah, talk about a hefty airfare. I believe luggage was included, though. The price has gone down a bit in recent years, but it's definitely still up there. Like any form of travel, it can be nice to have options, and a little bit of friendly competition tends to drive progress. Enter the Commercial Crew Program. The Commercial Crew Program is NASA's response to adding more options towards getting humans into space. This initiative started 10 years ago. Now, typically when you think of rockets, the first organization that comes to mind is probably NASA. That might start to change in the coming years with the Commercial Crew Program. This program looks to non-NASA companies to develop, test, and fly their own human-rated spaceships to get people to the International Space Station. Over the past 10 years, many companies have been hard at work building their own rockets and spaceships to try to win the grand prize, an official NASA contract. Right now, in 2020, two companies are really close to the finish line. The first is called Space Exploration Technologies Corp, commonly known as SpaceX. The other is Boeing, which you might recognize as the company that builds airplanes. Throughout the competition, NASA has allowed these companies to develop their own rocket testing strategies. SpaceX, on one hand, has taken a fail-early, fail-fast approach to testing. 
Early on, they built a ton of mock-ups and worked out a lot of issues. It also helped that they were a much smaller company at the time compared to Boeing and could take a lot of risks early on. Don't worry, no humans were on these rockets. Boeing, on the other hand, followed a much more calculated approach to testing. They developed crazy good simulators that tested the functions of the rocket electronically. Over the past little while, both companies completed a bunch of checkpoints set by NASA around the same time, and even designed their own spacesuits. Go check them out, they're pretty cool. In February, the commercial crew space race was looking neck and neck until a Boeing test that month revealed the software error that got hit with a lot of notes from NASA. Since then, SpaceX has been steadily testing their rocket, called the Falcon 9, and their spacecraft, called the Crew Dragon. The spacecraft, where people sit, is the pointy part that sits on top of the rocket, the big cylinder that holds all the fuel and the engines. After nearly 10 years of progress, SpaceX has been given the green light to fly real humans into space, and this is right around the corner on May 27th. The upcoming mission on May 27th is historic. It marks the return of human spaceflight to North America in nearly 9 years. If you were born after 1981, this will be only the second time in your lifetime that a new human spaceship has flown, and the eighth time in all of history. This mission is called Demo-2. It marks the last step of NASA's process towards giving SpaceX the approval for ongoing human trips to the space station. On board the Crew Dragon spacecraft will be two astronauts, Robert Bacon and Douglas Hurley, commonly known as Bob and Doug. Both are veteran NASA astronauts. Their mission will be to 1. Launch into space, 2. Practicing piloting the spaceship once in orbit, 3. Dock with the International Space Station, 4. Help out with the astronauts on the ISS with all the science stuff, and 5. Return home safely. The interesting thing about this mission is that the length of it is flexible. Depending on how much help the folks up on the space station need, the mission may last anywhere from 30 to 120 days. Better pack lots of food. So, how can you be part of history? Unless you live in Florida, you probably can't see it from your backyard. Demo 2 will launch from the Kennedy Space Center in Cape Canaveral, Florida. Space fact, they're launching from the exact same launch pad that sent the first people into the moon. Buzz Aldrin, Neil Armstrong, the Saturn V, yeah, it's that one. The launch is scheduled to happen at 4.30pm Eastern, 1.30pm Pacific. Now there's a couple of ways you can stream the launch. The first is through NASA. NASA will stream the launch on NASA TV, which is on YouTube, it's free. The other, and my personal favorite way, is through SpaceX. SpaceX makes every launch feel like an event, and this upcoming launch is no exception. They usually start their live stream 20-ish minutes before launch on the SpaceX YouTube channel, bringing in members of the team to hype you up before takeoff. Once the rocket has lifted off, make sure you stick around for a few more minutes as the rocket begins to separate and fire more engines. SpaceX has live cameras attached right onto the sides of their rockets, and it's really cool to see the Earth slowly shrink away. One of the coolest parts about SpaceX rockets is that they're almost entirely reusable. What? A reusable rocket? How does that work? Well, once a lot of the heavy lifting off the ground has taken place after launch, the spacecraft has enough momentum to keep going to the space station with smaller engines. Once the first burst of fuel is spent, most of the big rocket part becomes dead weight. Up until recently, this big rocket part, commonly referred to as the first stage of the rocket, falls back to Earth and burns up in the air because it falls so fast. But, as space people have said in the past, that's like taking an airplane from LA to Orlando and then throwing the plane away once you get there. It's kind of nuts, and super expensive. SpaceX has figured out a way to land their first stage back on Earth, and the result is something right out of a sci-fi movie. It's taken them years to perfect this maneuver, and they're one of the only rocket companies out there that can actually land a rocket back on Earth. You'll see them attempt this in the livestream a couple minutes after launch, so definitely stick around for that. So, the launch is scheduled for 4.30pm Eastern on May 27th. It's important to know that there are a ton of factors that go into giving the go-no-go -no -go for launch, especially if there are people on board. 
from rain to wind, not to mention anything and everything to do with the rocket itself, there is a chance the launch might get cancelled. In the rocket world, that's called a scrub. Due to a bunch of factors like the rotation of the Earth and the location of the space station, the next available window is typically around the same time the next day. With all that said, things are still looking pretty good for May 27th. So, history is about to be made. Are you ready? I'll definitely be tuning in, and I'll be ready to talk all about what this means once the launch has happened. In the meantime, if any of you listeners have any space questions, I would love to hear them. Questions and feedback will absolutely influence the future of this podcast to help you get to know more about the space stuff you're really interested in. If you've made it up to this point, I just want to say thank you so much for tuning in for this first ever premiere episode. I've had so much planned for the future, and I can't wait to see how it turns out. This has been Astro Chats, Episode 1, signing off. Mm-hmm.